0: it's the Forgiven One once again Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries please remember Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 man cannot live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and as a friendly reminder I have an email address where you can submit questions it is questions at willyourepent.com Questions with an S at willyourepent.com Praise God for you joining me today. It is the holiday season in full effect. Uh, Be very careful out there. I know people are shopping for gifts. And uh, people get a little bit more crazier than usual when they know that people have gifts and money in hand. So please be careful wherever you are when you're in those crazy malls and those shops trying to find those last minute gifts for people you know you don't like (laughs) anyway hey let's get into today let's get into today's topic All right. hey I want to talk about why did Jesus come to the earth now that that sounds like a silly question but I think it's one that I would like to examine for uh, the next few minutes if you don't mind and because a lot of people have different views about why Jesus came to the earth. I mean, everybody knows that Jesus came as a savior, right? They know that. and But there are others that believe that when they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if they indeed did, their view of why, who he is and why he came is, is wrong, is skewed. Some people believe that through Jesus Christ, they're going to gain wealth. Through Jesus Christ, they're going to get a healing. Through Jesus Christ, they're going to receive a miracle or miracles. Or through Jesus Christ, they can become a, what we call in our family oftentimes, a super Christian. And I won't get into that subject uh, in this episode about what a super Christian is and why there's even a label called a super-Christian. But anyway, we need to examine from the Holy Word of God why the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth. And one of the passages, and I'm going to cite a few, is Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, where the angel of God appears to Joseph the husband of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus, in a dream, and says, "You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall listen to this. Save his people from their sins." That is the reason why Christ came to the earth. And you remember his um, his conversation with the chief tax collector by the name of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter nineteen. Verse 10, Jesus say, said, I came to seek and save those who are lost. So, once again, Jesus coming to the earth as a savior. All right. Now, in John chapter 6, which is a powerful, powerful gospel that deals with Jesus as a savior and as the of course the only savior tells us this so we're going to go to John chapter 6 real quick and see what that says John chapter 6 let's look at starting with verse 37 alright John chapter 6 we we'll We're to start with verse 37 and I'm going to read all the way to verse 40 it says all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never cast out I'm reading from the English Standard Version or what's called the ESV version of the Bible verse 38 for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me and this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me but raise it up on the last day verse 40 For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. Okay? Once again, that's John chapter 6, verses 37 to 40. All right? So, once again, Jesus is talking about Him as a Savior. And of course, He is the only Savior that the world has. ever had and will ever have. There will be no save there was no savior before him and there is no savior after him. Praise God. So it is exclusive. He is the only one. So just by way of just reiteration, Jesus came to save sinners. And as he said in another place he says, I didn't come the right I didn't call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said those who are sick are the ones who need a physician so those in this case who are spiritually sick need a physician, a doctor someone to give them medicine so that they can take it, take the prescription and become well let's travel back to the Old Testament we're going to go back from the time of John all the way to the the book of Isaiah which is like a difference of 700 years And we're going to go to the all popular chapter, which is 53. And I want to start at verse 4. This is what it says. This is Isaiah prophesying about the Lord Jesus Christ 700 years before his actual arrival on earth. That's incredible. And he says this. He says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed verse 6 and we have turned every one to his own way and i miss part of verse 6 let me go back all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and it, like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. And I'll stop right there. So I read from uh, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 all the way through verse 7. And once again, the writer, Isaiah in this case, the prophet, is describing jesus as a sin bearer and the savior of our souls so once again and i'm just going to keep repeating this jesus came to save us from our sins so isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 to 7 is parallel to matthew 1 chapter matthew chapter 1 verse 21 which i said in the beginning of the um the listing of the verses that i'm that i'm going over is that jesus came to save mankind from their sins that's what jesus means savior god is salvation all right so his name is also his role i mean they're they're synonymous they're they're uh, inextricably link linked excuse me all right so that is why he came and so it is um it is wrong and it is unfortunate to think that Jesus came so that we could have all our problems solved. All right. That Jesus came so that we can be healed of our disease. And Jesus came so that we can get wealthy. Now understand me and understand me very clearly. Those things can happen as a result of being in Christ. God can bless his children in a material and in a physical and in a uh, monetarily, monetarily type of way He can do that If he chooses to We know We read in the um, in the Old Testament with, with Abraham That the Bible says He was very rich in silver and gold And in cattle and in servants He was a very wealthy man And we know that Solomon Was the wealthiest man Who had ever lived I mean he had wealth uh, Unspeakable so he was very wealthy and and imagine all the other kings of the Old Testament were also very wealthy individuals so God can and does bless people with material wealth if he chooses to do that but we cannot make that a a basis for every Christian that every Christian is going to experience monetary and material and physical abundance because there are there have been plenty of believers that have suffered lack. They have um, they've they've suffered sickness and died as a result of their witness for Christ. They have had much tribulation, much problems, and that indeed, ladies and gentlemen, is promised to us. It says in John chapter sixteen, verse thirty three, says, "In this life you shall have tribulation." That is a promise. That is part of, if you would the part of the deal that we have to deal with as christians that is part of the cup that we have to drink is that we have to go through problems we have to go through trials we have to go through difficulty that is a promise but the health and wealth gospel that's that's being preached by many is not promised that's that's a fabrication that is indeed a lie and so for those of you who may cater to that type of um Persuasion, that type of gospel is not the biblical gospel. It is a social gospel. It is a health and wealth gospel, and it is not taught in scripture. And you want to reverse your field and get away from that as soon as you possibly can. It is not biblical. Let me repeat myself so, so that I'm not misunderstood. I am not saying that God cannot bless a person with financial. Opulence, or that he doesn't bless a person with a five a beautiful sprawling house or or cars or servants or whatever I mean Solomon had every material possession that you can imagine during his day, and at the end of his life, he said this is all vexation of spirit. he said it is futile he said it is grasping for the wind is what he called it. And at the end of his life, he says, this is the whole duty of man to fear God and to obey his commandments. That's what he said in the book of Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter. So this is the sum of the matter. This is the whole duty of man. This is what we're all should be striving to do is to fear you and to obey your commands. That is what every human being should strive to do. But that's what most human beings do not do they do not fear god and they disobey god's commandments which of course is going to bring about their destruction lest they repent all right so the jesus came once again by way of review he came to seek and save that which was lost which is man he came to save people from their sins matthew chapter 1 verse 21 again and then one I just mentioned before that is Luke chapter 19 verse 10 seeking to save those who were lost and of course I just read to you in Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 through 7 talks about the suffering that he had to undergo to secure our salvation and to, del- and to deliver us from the sl- the sin, excuse me, slavery market, alright because those of us, all of us rather who are born are born into sin which means we're born into slavery, maybe some of you didn't know that maybe you didn't realize that when you were born you were born a slave you were born a slave to sin because whatever you serve you're a slave to so those of us who are in Christ we're slaves to Jesus Christ which is not a bad thing it is the most glorious thing of course I know the word slave has a horrible uh, negative and vulgar stigma attached to it but whoever you serve or whatever you serve wholeheartedly what you give your your time and your effort to you're a slave to and if you are a person who loves evil who loves uh, vulgarity who loves uh, perversion you are a slave to sin you're not free you think you are you're free in essence what you're doing you're free to sin you're free to be a slave if that makes sense it sounds like a contradiction but you are free to be bound as if 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 you're serving sin, if you're serving your 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 pervert, perverted sexual appetites or your just perverted evil appetites, then you are serving sin on a wholesale basis. And that is uh, damnable. You will be condemned for that, lest you repent. All right. So just understand that's why Jesus came. He came to save the world from their sins, not to give us, uh, health and wealth and and just an easy life here i mean matter of fact he said in this life you'll have tribulation the life is actually difficult i mean salvation comes free but after that it may cost you everything to get to heaven's gates you follow what i'm saying so as a matter of fact and i'll close with this in in Philippians chapter one i believe it's verse 29. Paul is speaking to the Philippians. He said, It has not been only granted unto you to believe, but listen to this, but to suffer for his sake. Now, that's a strange address, is it not? Because not only did God give us, he gave us a grant, is what he's saying. He gave us a grant not only to believe on the Lord, but also to suffer for his sake. Now read it and I'm looking at it right now it says for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. All right. That's Philippians 129. So God has given us two grants. All right. One. The first the first grant is to believe on the Lord. That, that means he gives us the power and the ability to believe he gives that to us, but he also gives us a grant Which is the ability and the power and the endurance to suffer for the sake of Christ. That's not a gift that we rather embrace or receive, right? That's not, it's more like a negative and not a positive. All right. So hopefully this, this short segment gave you a little bit of a sense of what or why Jesus came to the earth. What was his primary and solitary goal for coming to the earth? He came to seek and to save that which was lost, and of course, he before he ascended back to heaven, he commissioned the apostles to carry on his work and to go ahead and proclaim the gospel and the goodness of God and the repentance and preach the repentance of sins to all the world because all the world is lost and is in need of a savior, both now and until the end of time. God bless you for listening. This is Brother Dale of Gospel Repentance Ministries. Until next time.